Welcome to the John Gardena Classroom. Today, I'm going to speak specifically about whether or not you are in a spiritual slothness state. So let's begin. I'm going to read from really where it began in Genesis. Actually, specifically Genesis 2. The Lord formed man out of clay on the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life and so became a living being. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and placed there man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord made various trees grow that were delightful to look at and were good for food. With the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now the Lord's serpent was the most cunning of all the animals that the Lord God had made. The serpent asked the woman, Did God really tell you not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, We may eat of the fruits of the trees in the garden. It is only about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. But God said, You shall not eat it or even touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not certainly die. No, God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like gods who know what is good and what is evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes and desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. Oh, man. I want you to really digest this. The fall of man began by a choice. They were both duped, man and woman. They were. For in Romans 5 says from Paul, Brothers and sisters, through one man, sin entered the world, and through sin, death, and thus death came to all men. So this one decision that they made, and I'm putting this on Adam, because Adam and his man are supposed to protect the garden. Protect what God has given to you. Protect your woman and yourself from harm. Adam didn't do that. And as a result, the fall of man began. They were banished from this beautiful place that God had created for man and woman to have fellowship with him for eternity. But because of this disobedience to the what God had told them not to do. Now we live in this fallen world until Jesus Christ comes again. So, the beginning of disobedience. Not too many of us reflect on the direction of our life, specifically where our spirit is going to rest for eternity. To do a deep dive to understand what will happen at the end of our lives, we have to think about 
where we will be when we perish in the flesh. So fast forwarding for this exercise, let's pretend that you, and this will happen, that you're at the throne of God. And he asked you this question, did you know me? How will you answer one of the greatest questions you could ever been asked? The reason this is such an important question is nothing else really matters except for what he says and where your spirit will reside by how you answer and by the actions that you had in the fallen world, which was rooted in Adam's disobedience. Will it be in the eternal paradise of having all the angels, saints, and loved ones and God the Creator to be with? Or will you be separated from God and live in eternal damnation because of your disobedience to Him? Pause for a moment. Right now, I want you to honestly do a soul dive and ask yourself, where will your spirit reside when your flesh perishes? If you answered heaven, that's great. I hope you have conviction in that relationship with the Lord. But you have to continue to sharpen your spiritual blade and the righteous path because God gave you gifts to be obedient to him and to do the righteous works. You have to imagine God like your father, giving you the tools and knowledge to become the best entrepreneur in the field that you would have success in to grow. For your family's faith, because of the resources that he has given you, is special. The other option would be to be slothful and just use the money or resources acquired over the years for selfish gain. This analogy is true for the spiritual and purposeful life that we live as spiritual entrepreneurs? Or are we just living a life being stagnant in the gifts that God's given us? We have a choice besides using our gifts, but also to be obedient to Him. We have a choice daily to either sharpen our blade of spirituality by being in the Word, having fellowship with one another, and going to church, which is the Bride of Christ. We cannot operate in isolation. When Jesus was here on earth, he modeled how important having a tribe or community is to protect our soul, but also to help each other with the wisdom to raise each other up by peace, love, and joy. Paul wrote specifically about this. Two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. Ecclesiastes 4 9. As men, as Adam in the garden, we were obligated and obligate, we are obligated to be leaders for our family and spiritual community. We have been given the authority to defend and protect our garden in these areas of life. If we do not protect our families and communities, we are living an anti-Christian mission. God wants us to be strong, not only in our faith, but also in our actions of everyday life. He wants us to be the beacon of hope, to shine brightly with joy of all those who have fallen in the world. We also know that from scripture, 
that we will be known by the fruits of our labor. If we are being selfish by providing just for ourselves and living in this materialistic world, then we have fallen short of our mission. Man or woman has a mission. And what they have to understand is how they're supposed to live it out. It is an honor to God to love our neighbor and love God with our, our soul, heart, and mind. We are also called to be aware of the specific gifts that God has given us and how we can use them to glorify his name each and every day. The reason why many of us are lonely, depressed, and full of anxiety is simple. We do not know the alignment of God's will for us and the mission that he has called us to carry out. So let's jump into Exodus really quick with the story of Moses and his obedience. So I'm sure most of you know the story, but Moses for 40 years was in Egypt. He killed an Egyptian and he left. He went to the desert and he lived there for almost 40 years. And during that time, he met God in the burning bush and God spoke to him. But when they had their dialogue, God gave him a mission to go back to Egypt so that he could free the slaves. And Moses did not believe in himself. Moses said to God, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. It's Exodus 4.13. But I want you to understand something. God doesn't call the qualify. He qualifies the called. He's calling you right now to do something for him. For his mission upon his will for his kingdom. As I read this morning, and it's perfect alignment of how this happens, and this is a God, this is a God thing, a confirmation for that I am on the right path doing as well. Here's exactly the devotional that I wrote for day five for my 40 days of deliverance program, which we're on today. It reads, and this is from the words of Jesus and God. I already know the plans I have for you in your life. I have given you so much, but still you doubt what you have been given. You do not believe because you have let the evil one enter your mind. Right now, I want you to call on my name and shout, Jesus, my deliverer, my comforter, open my eyes to what you have in store for my life and put upon my heart the mission you want me to complete. I want you to dream big and use your gifts in this world in the manner that I see fit for you. This path you will travel will not be smooth, but I will be with you each and every step of the way. Trust me and know that you have been called according to my purpose. For I love you, my faithful servant. It just hits my heart and soul so strong. So let's talk about our mission and what we're supposed to do in alignment with God. Almost every single one of us will not have an encounter with God like Moses did. But we find what God's will is for us when we live out his mission. So here's three steps I recommend to find your mission. First, 
get in a quiet place. Second, read the Bible by sitting in this quiet place. Once you're there in this quiet place without any distractions, ask God to reveal to you the purpose of your life by giving you the mission he has for you. You may not hear God speak the first, second, or even third time that you tried, or more. But it will happen at some point because of your perseverance. You will know the Father's love and you will understand your specific mission that He has for you for the rest of your life, which will lead not only you, but others to eternal paradise. God loves you. He wants you to be yoked with Him in alignment. And we all have a mission that we're supposed to live out each day. And the reason why, again, that you feel sad, joyless, angry, frustrated, is because you don't know your mission. And you may not know God either. And that relationship is vital, not only for the success in this world, which is very hard to define, it's fulfillment. It's fulfillment in the mission that God's given you. And when you meet him in heaven and he asks you, what did you do for me? And you said, Lord, I completed the mission that you had given me. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I love you, and let's spend eternity together with all the angels and the saints, and glorify me and praise my name. I love you guys. I truly hope this helps. I'm just trying to pour out my soul to you because I, I love you and I, I just want to show the Father's love through me as his vessel to you and that once you understand how much he loves you and how much that he wants you to use your mission that he has for you as a good soldier in this world and then you could extend that to someone else and have that ripple effect it's a spiritual spiral of joy and success that we will all encounter and once we have it you'll be on fire not only a couple days but all the days of your life go now spread this good news live out your mission and be with the lord one day in heaven and you will be them from that day on enjoying his peace, love, and serenity all the days of your spirit's life. Amen.